1: with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to anfieldindexpro.com and get started today.
0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday in which... Things are getting interesting. Last night, Mohamed Salah was named PFA Player of the Year for the second time in his career. And while some people might dispute the fact that he deserves it, I don't really see any real argument against Salah. Most goals, most assists, I know Son tied him for goals, but most assists and create creative numbers across the season that were just above everybody else's. His goal production dropped in terms of non-penalty goals after he returned from AFCON having been run into the ground by Carlos Quiroz. But everything else was the same. You can look at the data and his numbers stayed the same. Dan Kennett posted it on social media. I'm sure if you ask him, he'll be able to give you that that information. Salah retained an outstanding level from August to May that nobody else did. And this is an August to May award. This is not a January to May award. So any claims that Kevin De Bruyne should have won the award were nonsense. Any claims that, I don't know, Bernardo Silva should have won the award were nonsense because he only played really at a high level in the first half of the season before dropping off. Salah was the best player from August to May and is the deserving winner of this award. And he joins an elite group of players who've won it twice. And he said himself, it's a great achievement to win such an award when it's voted on by your peers, by his colleagues, he called them. But he's right. There's no greater honor than winning an award that my colleagues voted on. I'm very grateful to all of you. Now, the PFA don't always get it right, and we'll talk about that in a sec, but in this case, they have gotten it right. They absolutely have gotten it right. And just think about the fact that since Salah joined Liverpool, he's a two-time PFA Players Player of the Year. He's a two-time Football Writers Player of the Year. He's a three-time Golden Boot winner. He's a Premier League Player of the Season. Premier League playmaker of the season he also won goal of the season this year he's been in the PFA team of the year three times Liverpool fans player of the season three times, Liverpool players player of the season three times PFA fans player of the year three times absolutely staggering he's also obviously won two African Football of the Year awards It is absolutely staggering what Mo Salah has done since joining this club. Ten-time PFA Player of the Month. And it makes a farce of the fact that De Bruyne won whatever it was he won, the Premier League Player of the Year, where they gave him what looked like a tube of tennis balls or some Pringles. Salah won every other award this year. And yet they gave that one to De Bruyne to keep him from crying, I suppose. Uh, Americ Laporte took to Twitter and used the Jose Mourinho, if I speak, I'm in trouble, I prefer not to speak, meme. I don't know whether that was about Salah or whether it was about the team of the season. The team of the season was announced and six Liverpool players were included. Now, I don't think there's any argument against four of them. Alisson is the best keeper in the league, and I don't believe it to be anywhere close to what people suggest. I think he is by far the best goalkeeper in the league. Trent is by far the best right-back in the league. Virgil's by far the best centre-back in the league. And Salah is the best attacker in the league. And all four of them had outstanding seasons. So they're automatic picks. Thiago's the best controlling midfielder in the league. And he had a great season, but but he did only play just over 1500 minutes in the league. So I could see an argument against him. And I said to myself, I wouldn't have picked Thiago in my team of the year. I would have put Rodri in with KDB and with um, Bernardo Silva. That would have been, I would have just gone with the city midfield three. You could make a strong argument for Fabinho, but I didn't think there was one for Thiago because of how little he played. However, it just goes to show how highly regarded he is by his peers. It just goes to show that real recognises real and players understand just how special this guy is. And we saw it ourselves. I mean, the difference he made when he was on the pitch versus when he wasn't on the pitch was obnoxious. We were two different teams. When Naby played instead of him, we could maintain not quite as high a level, but pretty close. When it was anybody else, we just cratered. And then Sadio. The Spurs fans are, are rightly up in arms that Youngman's son was not picked in the team of the year. They're absolutely right. That is an absolute disgrace. He should have been in the team of the year. And you could argue he should be in over Sadio. And that's fine. I would agree. I think he had a much better season than Sadio. However, I do think Sadio had a better season than Cristiano Ronaldo. And Cristiano was picked in the team of the year. Now, was Sadio overall deserving based on every player in the league? And you could make a case for Jared Bowen. I think you could have made a case for Phil Foden I think he had a very very good season you could probably make a case for Mason Mount now I know he's more of a midfielder but he did play in Chelsea's quote unquote front three there's probably a case for Bakayo Saka but are they stronger than Sadio's case I don't I don't know I would say Sadio is fine as being in the team. Certainly deserved it more than Cristiano. So if if Son was to be in, which he should have been, Cristiano's the one that should have missed out. There can be no debate over Ali, Trent, Salah or Virgil, though. Like They're just the very best in their position. They're the best in the world in their position. I think Thiago's the best in the world at what he does as well. City like to cry. I saw um, Henry Jackson say it on Twitter today, and he was spot on. They're just such an unlikable bunch. There just doesn't seem to be many of them that have redeeming features. They're just a big bunch of cryers, a bit like their manager. In fact, a lot like their manager. They're a team molded in the identity of their manager, like us, of course, but our lads are likable. Kloppo is lovable. Ali's likeable. Trent is likeable. Rovell's likeable. Virgil, Joel, Ibu, Joe Gomez. How would you not like these guys? Costas. Same thing in midfield. Fab, Thiago, Henderson, Milner. Like, as people, how could you not like them? Naby. How would you not love Naby as a guy? But compare that to City. Kyle Walker. Prick. Ederson, prick, Ruben Diaz, prick, Bernardo Silva, Silva, uber prick, Riyad Mahrez, prick, Phil Foden, Chav, like they're just not a nice bunch of lads. Our front three: Bobby, Sala, Sadio, the most likable group of forwards in the world. Humble. Hard-working, team-orientated, compare and contrast. Gabriel Jesus has a permacry face. just there's something about him that I don't like. There's an arrogance to him that doesn't fit with what he is as a player. He's a very good player, obviously, but he carries himself as if he's Leo Messi. Um, De Bruyne, I think, is probably likeable. Uh, Gundogan, I would say, is likeable. Uh, Rodri strikes me as a prick. Um, Nathan Ackie's a nice guy. I think Zinchenko's probably a decent fella. it's It's a short list, though. A prick watch on Manchester City would take a long time. I mean, if we were doing a RAW... After a city game right now, and prick watch was being uh, being run through, it would probably need a, a secondary podcast just to go into the the Pickford-Richardson scale and see where they stack up. Anyway, we got six in the team. <laughs> That's all that really matters. Salah swept the board with the awards, and if they hadn't. Changed the age for young player of the year. I think Trent would have run away with that as well. Uh, on this is Anfield today, there is a piece about Salah, there's a piece about Darwin, a piece about Divock. Uh, Alex Oxley's Alex Oxley Chamberlain's price tag has been set amid interest from clubs overseas. This piece here about Queeving Kelleher and whether or not Gavin Basunu leaving Manchester City or potentially leaving Manchester City to join Southampton could force Kelleher into a move because if Basuna goes to Hampton, he's going to be first choice and if he's first choice for them he will remain first choice for Ireland and make it even harder for Kelleher to become first choice for the country now I think Kelleher's actually third choice for Ireland next season because I think Mark Travers is going to overtake him Travers had an outstanding season for Bournemouth he's going to be in you know, all likelihood first choice for them next season so Kelleher has work to do without question. Um, I wonder if Burnley might have a strong interest in him because Nick Pope is going to leave. Kelleher stylistically is quite close to Nick Pope and is obviously very, very talented. So that might just be one to keep an eye on whether Burnley might come knocking. I, I don't think we'd sell, obviously, but potentially a loan. Uh, Nabi Keita scored an absolute worldly for Guinea last night. If you haven't seen it, make sure you go and find it. It is on, twi- on Twitter. And do me a favour, when you see it, if you can tag at Sean D-O-L-F-C, because he just loves the nabby content, just give him a tag and uh, move on from there. Uh, on Oh, there's also a piece about whether or not Owen Beck could be loaned out, which is quite interesting, something I hadn't considered. Another very promising player. So do check that one out. Darwin Nunez transfer could be about to offer golden chance to Wonder Kid with Liverpool Message. This is about Cade Gordon. So do check that out. Liverpool must accept Costa Simicus reality after Darwin Nunez opportunity emerged. Um, I mean, the reality is he's contracted for another three years. Now, there's definitely going to be clubs out there interested, and I would say, in all likelihood, next season's the last season we'll have Costas because he's too good to be a backup. And at his age, he's not really going to try and wait out Robbo. So I'd say next season's probably the last season we'll have Costas, but there'll be plenty of left-backs that we'll be able to go and go and look at to try and find a replacement. Uh, Darwin Nunes can answer the impossible Liverpool question as lethal trade surpasses Mo Salah. Liverpool might be about to invert Moneyball strategy as... FSG take Darwin, Nunes, transfer risk. A lot of Darwin content, obviously. Obviously, he is coming into the club as potentially the club record uh, signing. So it makes sense that everybody wants to get as much content as possible, including ourselves, Attacking Through the Middle by Stephen Smith, the new article on Anfieldindex.com. We have loads of new podcasts I'm going to say two Belters, so as not to brag, but Old School's really good as well. So there's Old School with me and Gags, which you know you love. There's Molby on the spot with Jan and Trev, which is always great. And then there's Under Pressure. The lads did a full season review. Dan Kennett, Dan Rhodes, Phil Barker, and Cy Brundish. It is epically long. It is well worth the listen. Even if you have to listen to it in a couple of parts, make sure you do. Some fascinating stuff from the lads there. So do check that out. And like I say, Old School and Moby on the spot as well. Lots to keep you occupied ahead of the weekend. There's another Pro Plus coming out. Guy has been making phone calls and interviewing people like a demon. The version with myself and Carol is out. There's a couple of scouteds if you haven't listened to them looking at midfield options and forward options. So do check all of those out on anfieldindex.com. And I will see you on Monday. Enjoy your weekends. And hopefully, hopefully come Monday, we have uh, some breaking news or some sort of news about One Darwin Nunes. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. And we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show.